Poppers is returning as our fabulous guest for season two of Undeniably You. With her radiant personality and unwavering dedication, she has become a true inspiration to countless women seeking healthier and more active lifestyles. Elena is also relishing in the joys of motherhood, welcoming a beautiful little boy into her world. Her infectious enthusiasm and zest for life makes her a perfect embodiment of balancing work, wellness, and the wonders of being a new mom. Join us as we delve into Elena's remarkable journey, uncover her secrets to success and tap into her boundless energy. Get ready for an electrifying episode packed with laughter, insight and a sprinkle of pure joy. Elena. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Undeniably You. I'm honored. It's, I'm so honored to be back. I know. It's so special for me because you kickstarted me. Into my first season, my first episode. Do you know how nervous I was? I do remember. I mean, Gio, who is behind the scenes now, he literally knew my nerves that day. And I like walked in. Do you remember? I I remember coming. We were speaking about it. I was like trying to calm you down, but you also inspired me. And we just met. That's actually the first time we we met. Yeah. And we just clicked. And we also had our full episode while we were getting our hair and when I was getting my hair and makeup done. Yes. We spoke so much. The whole episode. And then we had to try and reenact that but you did a great job of and I inspired you tell me more yeah you so basically you were like you got this you gave me so much encouragement you were like I'm so excited to be your first guest and also it 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 inspires you when someone comes in and believes in what you're about to do and I think like you showing up for me and believing in what I was about to do and you're so you were interested you like asking me questions and then you said to me, just keep going, like, just keep doing it and you're going to learn. And I've learned so much from season one. And you can see, and I think, I think what made me realize that you were going to do so well was the fact that you were nervous because I could see that it was, you were so passionate about it and you really wanted it to be like your baby. And that showed me like this girl, she's going to do so well. Mm -hmm. Because if you kind of didn't care and you were just like, well, I'm just doing this podcast, then what's the point? If there was no passion behind it. Exactly. It was like, you were nervous, you did... You knew what you wanted to achieve. And look how, I mean, so we're sitting here at season two. I know. And it's literally, do you know, it's been a year. Like we did that in December last year. Like Jeez. what time? Just, well, not a year. We're in July. Six July. months. Just <laughs> extra six months. <laughs> yeah, time's flying. And I know. Though. It really is. Was that December? It was in December. Wow. Yeah. Sure. And I mean, your little boy's already a year on Monday. Yes, because I remember the last time we spoke, he was like five, six months. Five months yeah. So he's yeah. turning one on Monday. We are ordered him a little cake and I just can't believe, Jeez. I can't believe he's one. He's almost walking. It's just the most overwhelming thing that went so fast, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. They like, always said, like parents always say your kids grow up so quickly, but like, I think as a mother, you really- I promise you, it sounds so stupid. Like- they grow up so quickly. Mm. Although the first, like, as you have them and you're in that whirlwind of, like, a newborn, mm. you think it's never going to end, which is the ironic thing. You think that those first six weeks are never going to end and it's just going so slowly and it's so hard. Because you're not sleeping. You're not you know, sleeping. You don't know what you're doing. You're like, maybe, oh, you aren't. But I was trying to breastfeed and I just, I was just, like, so shell-shocked. And then after those first six weeks or then the months just start rolling by and now I'm, it's been a year and I can't believe it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, and and I love the content of Ethan. I'm like Thank living you. for it. And he is so cute. Thank you. Guys, if you're not following Eleanor, like <laughs> I'm living for for Ethan's content. And also you like what what's interesting for me, I, we were kind of talking about it earlier. All my friends are married and having babies. Yes. But they're all in like 
the year, like one year. And so all the content I'm learning about is how to feed your baby solids or like, yeah. you know. Which just, is not a bad thing, but I actually, and I mean, sorry, I know you're the one interviewing, but I wanted to ask you, does that put pressure on you? How does that, does that make you feel like, shit, I need to find someone or not? Like, do you feel that you're okay where you are and you, you'll get there kind of thing? I love that you're asking me this question. I really want yeah, to know because I do like, have some single friends and I sometimes think to myself, like, should I be more sensitive towards that? How do you feel? I, I love this question because, firstly, it was one of my talking points. But secondly, your content is great and you don't have to change it because you're being authentic in your world and that's what you're going through and what you're experiencing. But to answer your question, like I said, societal norms, parents, grandparents coming from a traditional b- background... And also my own thing, like when I was in my 20s, I'm going to be married by 30, I'm going to have two kids, I'm going to have a house and I'm going to have my car and I'm going to have a husband, you know, and now I'm like, when I turned 30, I had a proper breakdown. That was two years ago. And I was like, I don't have a husband, far from being pregnant. I like sharing a house with someone and you kind of have to... Like, sit with that, I think, is what I did. I had to sit with that and and really think about, but it's okay because, you know, 30s are your new 40s, like they say. And, um, but what has been hard for me is actually finding a right partner because we live in a world where it's just so, there's Instagram, there's all these social media apps, you know, everything's so Mm -hmm. instant and people can pick and choose whoever they want to be with. And I feel like, there's also this idea of men who are wealthier and this like, you know, this dynamic between totally. like this false perceptions of what a relationship could be like and Or what women look like. And or, like trying yeah. to, you know you know, having said that, like everyone just the everyone kinda of looks the same on Instagram these days. 100%. Like you know, and you often put that pressure on yourself. Like, am I living up to that standard? Am I doing enough? Should I be? But that's not really how it is. It isn't. And it's a false perception. But then I think it confuses men and women. And like, when you start speaking to someone, there's these unknown expectations of like what the relationship needs to be or whatever. So I find dating so difficult. I think it's, I mean, and then think about a dating app. You're scrolling based on somebody's appearance. Yeah. And a lot of people are on these apps for affirmations, for like totally. this, like I'm being liked. I- Am I enough? And it's so interesting we're having this conversation because I'm, I'm going to be straight on it, like straight up. I can't relate because I have been with my husband for 13, 12, 13 years. So I started dating him when I was 19. So I can't say that like I know that the dating world is challenging, but being from that outside perspective and seeing like my friends or what you're saying now, I can't imagine it being so difficult. And it, it is, it's like to find someone these days that's genuine and authentic and therefore the right reasons. It's challenging, you know? Super challenging, especially at this age. I feel like when you get older, it's even harder. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize to what extent, but um, what are you looking at? I didn't want to interrupt. There's a spring that just came out of your chair. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I, I, I put in too much weight. It's all the grapes I've been eating. <laughs> was, is it, so it's not the mic, at least. Five minutes later. Would you have changed anything? I mean, definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. 
the it's universe. Gone. The universe just doesn't want us to chat to each other. We will find the universe. Going back to you being 19, would you have made any different decisions? Are you, or is that like what you... Was I meant to stop because of the car? You tell me about your previous guest who stopped because of the car. <laughs> we, we move as chats. <laughs> okay. Take two. It was going great. Action. I was like... <laughs> Five minutes later. Take the action. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you have like you know we're talking about relationships and um, what attracted you to your husband and like would you say you would have changed anything back at 19 I definitely wouldn't change anything but it's quite a crazy story because he was technically not the type of person that I thought I was going to date at all um, we were always friends. We, you know, were part of the same social group of friends. I actually knew of him through MySpace. I don't know if you remember MySpace. Oh my God. Early yes. dating app vibes, yes. you like, know, social knew, media. We knew of each other, but he had a girlfriend. I had another boyfriend at the time. I always thought he was really good looking, but I was just like, you know, he's one of those like player kind of guys. Like he's just, you know, and then we just like it aligned that we were both single at the time and we ended up. I can't remember, we like hooked up or something, we're all away for a weekend and yeah, the rest was kind of history and I definitely, I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, I feel like a huge part of my growth and that's why I asked also about the pressure for you because I feel like I kind of grew up with him. Mm. I don't know life without him. I don't know where I would be, what I would be doing. He's, and I feel like a big factor in it is, or a factor in choosing your partner because that's another thing we were talking about is finding someone that really balances you and I find that he's such a good balance. Like, Looking at previous relationships, it's just, you know, I'm quite a calm person. I don't really get angry. I don't get into heated arguments. And he doesn't challenge that, you know. Mm. I could never date someone who, you know, just challenges me too much and raves me up because I am quite a calm person and I needed to find that right balance. So obviously we argue. We, everyone argues. but That's we, normal in any relationship. Completely. Yeah. But we've never had, we were never the type that had these like heated arguments and then we broke up and we took breaks. We always kind of like resolve things. There wasn't a toxic, like... Never toxic. toxic yeah. That's exactly the perfect way to put it. It was never a toxic relationship. We, we were bad for each other, but so in love. We were good yeah. for each other and we were in love. And I guess the communication grows over the years. Totally. And you'll be able to like learn what each other's triggers are and then yeah. you kind of like, okay, let's communicate through these, Def- these exactly. issues and like he's I mean there's so many things about me that are maybe so difficult and you know I can be super stubborn and like if we're in an argument I'm the kind of person that will sulk and I'll be like I just don't want to talk about it and he's a resolver mm. and I feel like if you have two people who are sulk- sulking or two people who are resolving you might butt heads so you need to find that perfect balance and it is hard to find that today so yes. I don't know yeah. where I would be today do you think he's your soulmate if you if you believe in soulmates do you believe in soulmates I definitely do believe in soulmates. I definitely think he is my soulmate. But having said that, I do believe that a person can have multiple soulmates Mm -hmm. in different ways, in different, like you can have a friendship where that a person can be your soulmate. You can have a relationship in your life where someone can be, I don't know if you know what a twin flame is, kind of similar to, you know, and I feel like there's different relationships that will test you and come into your life, whether it's for a season or whatever it is. But I, I think that you can have more than one soulmate. I agree with you. I think I remember reading the other day, people coming into your life as like a lesson, a yes, blessing, a, a mirror. Yes. And, and you have to learn from that. And someone that is 
quite challenging that's in your life, they, the same kind of person will keep appearing in a different form until yes. you learn your lesson. Yes. And we all have these life journeys, you know, and I think for me and back to the, the question that what we were talking about, I think also finding it, finding this person that you're meant to be with, if you're not learning the lessons, you're going to keep attracting Definitely. the same kind of energy. Definitely. Um, but you have to be aware of it. And I think that's probably the journey I'm on. And maybe other girls that are single are learning that too. Despite the fact that it is hard to find people that are... Because I'll tell you a bit of my dating stuff. It's like yes. either someone is like older, so that's like cool. You're mm-hmm. like, yay. you know. But then they're not ready for a relationship. And you're like, you're like... 35 36 37 yeah. but like you're not they're not serious and then you kind of like I'm not gonna waste my time okay. with someone that doesn't want to have a family so yeah. your priorities are not the same or then you'll meet someone that is interested but then you're not attracted to them so okay. it's like you know that's and a struggle I was watching um uh, what is it? Um, Indian matchmaking on yeah. Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that. No. And it's really opened my mind. I mean, I didn't think I would have like enjoyed the show, but disclaimer, totally. <laughs> it's one of those binge-worthy binge series. Yeah, she, I think you should watch an episode. It's really funny. I will send it to you. And um, basically, what I learned is that everyone has a list of like what they want in a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, but she was saying that. In modern day, we're very picky on these lists. Like, we want this and this, but it's like a this form of a person that is in our heads. 100%. I think that also goes back to what I was saying. I think so many people are in search of this soulmate that mm. we have this perfect idea of, you know, based on like movies or whatever growing up. But I think that, I mean, if I was born in America and I lived in flippin' Philadelphia... I would not have met Stephen, but I would mm. probably be with another person who would make me happy and I wouldn't know otherwise. And same goes for you if you lived in, you know, Italy. Yeah. I think there will be, there's multiple people that can be right for you or that can be your soulmates. But if you're lucky to find someone that you can work through life with, I think yeah. that person can become your soulmate as well. Totally. And I think also things are changing these days, like the notion of, um, you know, like, do, is marriage even a thing? You know? I know. And are we good? Is marriage a thing? And like, um, you know, is, is it a social norm? Can you have multiple partners? Like things are so drastically it's changing. It's so it's di- crazy. Like how would a child grow up in that? You know, and 100%. I think where we at now, it's quite a confusing time until you choose your, your lane, I guess. 100%. And that's why I feel like if you do find someone that is your soulmate, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it and you know, your personalities match and you lift each other up and you support each other, that that should be your person, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll keep you posted on the, Please do. On the single lifestyles of Please a 30-year-old. I think if there's any matchmaking... Oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> I do know some, some single... guys. Yeah, I do. I do. Amazing. I do. Um, and also what I, like, really am fascinated about now is, you know, you're in your 30s, I'm in my 30s, the dynamic of friendships... Yes. So, you know, we have, I mean, I had my primary best friend, primary school best friends and then high school and then university. Yes. But like you said, there's those soul friends that stick by. Yeah. How do you navigate through your friendships, especially now that you're a mom? And I think that once again, this goes to 
I mean, I have friendships that I've had for the longest time, also since like school days, and those are like my core closest friends. Then I have friends who maybe came into my life a little bit later. One of them, who's still my best friend, we actually, you know, she ended up having a, a child earlier than I did. And I would say we drifted a little bit, but now that I've got a child as well, we're closer together. And it's the same thing. It goes through seasons. It's all the same thing. Whether mm. And she she was never in my life for a season. She's going to be there forever. But it's seasonal depending on what you're going through. So this has been a hard transition for me when I was, not before I was pregnant, obviously, and I was like more going out on the scene. I had mm-hmm. friends that were obviously <clears throat> incredible and conducive for that. But when I did become a mom, it definitely did change. And that was very, very hard for me. There were a lot, most of my friends, my closest friends did stick around, but there was a lot of friends that I lost. Um, and I get it. Like they purely just don't understand. Life changes and things happen. Exactly. And I'm not there to go out for drinks on mm-hmm. a Thursday and a Friday and a Saturday anymore. You know, it's it's just unfortunately the way yeah, things yeah. are. And it's weird because I know that I was that person when some of my friends had babies. I never understood. And it, it was hard for me to understand that they weren't available all the time. Also, you don't want to, because you don't want to go for a bra or something and there's just like a bunch of babies and you're the single. Totally. Uh, that's but just that's like the thing. Sitting, so yeah. that's why it's seasonal. I know that those friends that may have let me down now, if I know that they truly genuine friends when they have kids they'll come back totally and that's soul friends right that's it's like soul friend. for me i have i can count on my fingers the the people that totally. i know are going to be my lifelong friends no matter what like my best friend lives in la and we see each other every couple of months or if i'm lucky like this mm-hmm. year she got married in cape town so i got Amazing. to see her a couple of yeah. times but it when you see each other with those friends it's like nothing's changed exactly you pick up exactly where you left off 100 percent and yeah. no matter what you go through, that person will be there. And, you know, if even if you do things at different times or different stages of your life, you will find each other again. I agree. I agree. Um, so since we spoke in the last time, as we said, five months, I had a little bit of a health scare. And it was just so interesting because we had this conversation and then came up in my life. So I had, they ended up finding water in my lungs, long story oh short. I had a, a cyst on my ovary. Okay. So that's what like all this started and the cyst burst in in my body oh my word and then that was obviously painful so they did a ct scan but then they found water in my lungs and then they did all these tests they tested for everything i was in hospital for seven days i didn't i didn't even know about this crazy and then they wanted to test for endometriosis and it was the first time I heard it when we spoke about endometriosis. I didn't know much about what endometriosis yes. was. So as you know from the last episode, I have a terrifying fear of belly buttons. <laughs> and the only way, she said, to test for endometriosis yes. was they put a needle through your belly button. Really? Yeah. That's See, I feel like so many people are just misinformed because that's not And that's true. what I want to talk to you about today. It's like you've gone through this journey, yeah. so maybe you'll have more insights on it. So many people don't know about endometriosis. So many people have endometriosis and don't know they have it. And I mean, it's it's actually really common. As far as I know, um, could be wrong, but I think it's like one in every 10 women that actually have endo. 
And um, a lot of women have messaged me and said, how did you know you have it? Like, do I have to have a surgery to know I have it? And no, not at all. So one of the ways you can find out is via a laparoscopy, which is the surgery where they go through your belly button. Is that what you're talking about? The laparoscopy. Laparoscopy, yes. Yes, but I mean... (laughs) I can't even say the word because it gets so... But I feel like to go through a laparoscopy, if you might not have endo, is kind of hectic because it's... It is an invasive. I mean, it's not invasive. It's keyhole surgery, but you, it's, it's a big surgery. But how do? How else would you know? You can also have an MRI. As far as I know, there might be newer techniques, but I... So let me just go back to the start. I, It was so weird for me because talking about like periods and stuff like this on Instagram was just so... No one did it. It was Especially so weird for me. Then. Yeah, it was yeah. like really embarrassing. And, and I remember there was one girl I followed who spoke about endo and she had endo and she was talking about her symptoms really openly. And I was like oh my gosh, I have that too. I have that too. And I knew something was wrong, but I didn't really, no one knew about endo. um, So I kind of just left it. And when I started looking further into it, I just knew what I was going through wasn't normal. And I spoke to my gynae and he sent me for an MRI. So you can actually pick it up in an MRI. I think that was one of the suggestions. Yes, but also you can. after my seventh day, I was just so exhausted. I did a colonoscopy. I okay, did a, I was testing for so many things that at that point my body was just so weak that I okay. like to think about an MRI or a the laryngoscopy. I mean, just, you, uh, you should see how it goes. But if it, I mean, an MRI luckily is completely non-invasive. So yeah. when you feel ready, it's definitely something to consider. So you did an MRI. How old were you? you? This was in 2019. Okay. So So pretty recent. Yeah, it was. But I mean, I'd been struggling with endo for years. And I didn't know. What were your symptoms? Really painful, heavy periods, which I'd had for years. And then I started experiencing... With, sorry to cut you there, but without the IUD or did you have an IUD? With and without. I just always struggled, always. And um, my mom also had painful periods. So I was like, okay, well, it's just a genetic thing. But then I started getting other symptoms. I would have like severe stomach pain, like really bad stomach pain all the time. Um, I couldn't go to the bathroom. I just, I was in so much pain. And anyway, to cut a long story short, turns out, you know, you, like as a woman, you've got your uterus, you've got your two ovaries at the top. My one ovary had actually flipped. So it was down as oh. it had kind of like attached to my bowel. So that's why everything is so connected. So you can have endo. So it was growing on my bowels. It can be growing on your kidneys, um, your liver, your bladder. I was basically, I had stage three, stage four, which is one of the worst. So I was riddled with endo. And we picked up a little bit of it on the MRI, went to the surgeon. And he, when he actually did the laparoscopy, he said it was much worse than what he thought. Um, So you actually might not know how bad you have it. Mm. Thinking back now, just general your whole lifestyle is affected, you know, your, your well-being. I would struggle when I, when I worked out. I wouldn't know why I was so tired. I had painful ovulation as well. So a lot of women don't know when they're ovulating. Mm. I knew I was ovulating. I was in extreme pain, um, often pain during intimacy, which is also a hard one to talk about, but I feel like it's something to mention because of I course. feel like a lot of girls told me that when I did mention that, they were like, I also have that problem. What's wrong with me? You know, it really shouldn't be that way as women. Like, it yeah, shouldn't we should be, be that way. Be speaking about these yes, things and more it's, openly. It's an embarrassing thing, but like, it, it shouldn't be like that. And I was like, why is this the case for me? Mm. And then I realized that this was the problem, you know, because it was so bad for me. And um, as soon as I went for the laparoscopy, I my whole life changed. It literally changed everything. And thank God I did because. If you leave endo, you know, it can result in infertility. You can struggle to have kids. Um, I could have, if I had left that ovary that had flipped, I could have 
I don't mean, I don't really know what would have happened, yeah, but it could but have... you wouldn't have been where you are yeah, today. Yeah, I would so. have potentially had to have it removed um, and then I would have had one ovary. And that all led to me speeding up the process of having children, which is mm. how Ethan came about. I mean, I, have, I wasn't going to have kids as quickly as I did. And now it's just the best thing. The you best know? blessing. And it's her. weird because someone asked me on Instagram the other day, how is your endo? And the weird thing is after... So pregnancy and breastfeeding keeps supposedly keeps your endo away or keeps it from growing. Okay. I'm not obviously doing either of those now. And someone asked me how it's going. And I think that it actually is growing back a little bit. I have started developing a few symptoms again. I'm not on the pill, which if you are on the pill, it helps. I think it also restricts the growth and there is other treatment you can go on. But I think it's just been so busy since having Ethan, I haven't. Before Ethan, what treatments were you given? I wasn't taking anything, but you can, if you're on the pill, I know that it restricts the growth. Mm. And you can also take something called Fizan. Okay. But I don't know the your medical. Doctor, yeah, obviously yeah. your doctor would need to your give you that. Your doctor would need to tell you. But, but I didn't want to go on the pill because I thought, well, now I've had the surgery. The, the surgeon said, if you're going to have kids, like this is the best time to do it because mm. it can grow back. Yeah. How many kids do you want? I mean, I come from three, so I'd love two or three. Two or three. We'll see. Two or three. three yeah, that's three. amazing. I, I want two. You'd want two. Twins, okay. once off, done. That would that be, I mean, I, I feel like that would be amazing but also very hectic yeah a, lo- a handful I mean you have the experience of one <laughs> I so cannot you can imagine tell me. like two of Ethan would be amazing but sure it would be yeah. hard work um just going back quickly so just to be clear the the MRI is to test for it and then the laryngoscopy is to the actual laparoscopy the, yes that's the keyhole can you surgery teach me how so to say this word laparoscopy laparoscopy there we go <laughs> so you can you can have three or four incisions as far as I know yeah. so I had two at the bottom one through my belly button wow. and then one on the top left. Was it painful? Not at all. Um, afterwards, it's quite painful because they basically, once they're in there, the one that actually goes through your belly button pumps you with gas. Jeez. So they like blow your tummy up so they can move around and see what they're doing. And that gas lingers in your body and like moves into your shoulder blades. Wow. And it's so sore. That is, it's really, really sore. Yeah, because sore. It's, a, it's a foreign thing in your yeah, body that, needs that, that, that all needs to like, they need to get it out. Yeah, shoulder pads. I had no. I had such bad pain. My Sorry, husband was like, "Help me!" This is not do. what I should laugh about, but it's just the no. Like it the was. It, it's so painful. Like it takes Ouch. three, four days for it to actually go away. Yeah, it is a painful surgery. But I mean, if I would say if anyone has endo and they're scared to do the surgery, mm. don't be scared. It changed my life. That's beautiful. I would do it a million times over rather than They're being not afraid. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I don't know why so I was afraid. So it's just if you have those symptoms, go get an MRI, yes. check it out, see if you, you know, because yes. she did say to me, the gynecologist said it's one of the hardest things to detect. Yes. It's because you don't know. And like you said, it was attached to your, your exactly. bowel. And I had, so my pain was my lower left abdomen okay. and that's how it came about. But I mean, so many things were happening in my body that I... You just don't know at that point. So I definitely will test it, test for it. And and I mean, mine was kind of the giveaway was the stomach pain I had. But if it Mm. wasn't growing on your bowels and it was growing somewhere else, you would potentially have different symptoms. And that's why it's so hard to detect because you might think there's something wrong with your bowel or with your, your, wherever else it's growing. And it can grow quite aggressively. So I think that if you think you've got it, definitely go get it checked out and talk about your symptoms. It's okay. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of girls are going through it. That's so powerful and it's so amazing that you get to share this now with everyone, you know, and like go through the journey and inspire people. To, I mean, you're inspiring me to go and like get it checked out and, well, and that's, sort it out. What's the goal? If I can help one person, then I'm happy. Yeah. So empowering. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so also what we spoke about a little bit the last time was um, 
you know, being a new mom. And obviously things have changed because Ethan's one on Monday, as we mentioned. Um, And how's that journey been for you? Like even just changing with your, you know, your content that you're posting and your career, how is that impacting you? I'm so glad you've asked this question because I often look at other influencers or, you know, girls that are doing kind of the same thing I'm doing that do have kids, don't have kids. And so I'll, I'll see other, you know, influencers or people in similar fields to me and what they're creating on Instagram. And it, sometimes it is very intimidating, not intimidating, but I'll feel like I should be doing more. And this mm-hmm. is where social media can be so dangerous because my content has definitely changed a little bit. I do, obviously, I'd say 90% of my content is body. Um, but I do like to share my personal life. I do like to share Ethan. So it's not only body, it's not only focused on the fitness, which I know I'd love to have these professional videos and reels and I'd love to take things up a notch, but it is just real. And it is just me sharing Ethan and he's in a lot of my reels and a lot of my content. And I've probably lost a lot of followers because of that. Um, and my content probably could be stronger and it could be more focused and I could be doing so much more with body, but, and I think about this often, you know, and it's a, it's a tough one because I, I don't want to take away from this time when he's so little. It's going to go so quick. Yeah. And also you don't, I, I think you're still being super authentic to yourself. And I think a reminder is that you, when you started Buddy, as you mentioned, like episode, the first episode, you spoke about, it was something that came to you. Yes. You remember you were yes. like doing workouts in your kitchen and right now you have Ethan and you're being true to that. And we spoke yes. a bit about this last time. So I think even for people listening or watching and that, that are thinking the same thoughts by just being present in each moment, you're doing your best yes. and you're being authentic to that. And whether you lose followers or gain followers, it's just a social realm, True, but you are being true to yourself and nothing is, I mean, Instagram might die out in a couple of years, exactly. who knows, but what's the memories that are going to last are the ones with you and your and your little boy you know and and the weird thing is when I take it back to body which is you know my baby my other baby um my main members or the people that have been with me you know a lot of members started body when I started body and they're still members they love it so much they've been so loyal through everything they've been so loyal and body's still growing all the time and I think to myself you know imagine I was putting so much more into body and growing it to so much more that I know it could be. And then Ethan turned three and I'm like, I missed so much of it just trying to grow a business, which is both of them are important, but I'm really, I am struggling to find a balance, but I'm I'm trying to be present for both and be there for the growth of both, the growth of my child and the growth of my business. That's beautiful because self-awareness is everything. So just allowing yourself to be aware of what's happening. 100%. And you never know, this could inspire you to create your next thing that or venture that you're going I to be so. going into. I and so. I think it's also important to say that, that you are struggling with that. You know, like people think that it's all perfect and amazing and you have this career and you know, but they don't really know the true, like, so struggle. True. It's so true. And I'll often, and the problem comes in, like I said earlier, with comparison. And I think, and I think so many people are guilty of it. And if you're not, I think it's amazing. But I do compare myself to other people. And, you know, I'll sit and think, how are you able to post this much every day? How are you managing to get all this work done? You know, it's, and I do have help with Ethan. I have not every day, but I do have help. So I, I do have, I'm very lucky to have help. But even so, it's still hard. You know, Mm. I just managed to get like a workout done and reply to the emails. Doing anything additional to that, I would need 
more help, more which help. I yeah, which you can't do right now. I'm not even right going to be with Ethan. Yeah, so it's that balance. It's so interesting that we're talking about this because just last night, and I was making notes because there were so many things I wanted to tell you, obviously. <laughs> but the one thing was, I was searching through other podcasters that I follow and that I love, and that you know I, and I was just going through so much, and I felt this like sadness afterwards because it was like I am definitely not good enough like my content is not good enough like I am not this person that is like and my friend said to me like you don't have this massive team I have an amazing team my Danilo and Gio but beyond (laughs) that I don't have like you know they have script writers they have you know they have a full production for the ones that I'm like like look up to yes. and I'm and and they're doing amazing and I love mm. their content but at the same time it's like just giving yourself okay cool I just started you did you just started like and even if I sitting here on season one and two I mean look at the difference we were in a studio the last time which was really cool but now we're in this like beautiful house in house, Bay. Yeah. look how far you've come and I think sometimes it is just giving yourself a little bit of credit for both of us but it and comparison is Always it's, be it's always going to be there and it's about learning how to navigate through that and Training. allowing yourself to step back and say I'm still learning so that's what came out of it last night was I wrote this down for you I was like it's something I want to talk about because I am still learning and I need to be kinder to myself definitely for being in that process definitely and the one thing that changed me and maybe this will help other people Gio gonna give him a shout out again because <laughs> it's also his birthday weekend Yay. <laughs> um but he said to me when I started season two and he was like Saf people are showing up like people are nice. here for you and I think that's powerful same with you and buddy like people are so showing true. up to the classes that's so true and also that? people are listening people mm-hmm. are listening to your podcast you know there'll be some that are listened to more there'll be some workouts that people will love more, more than others totally. definitely I've noticed that I've noticed the trends I know what people like you going through all of that you're gonna notice but People are listening. People are engaging with your content. I'm back. If I thought the first one was shitty, I would have made an excuse. I promise you. Bye. <laughs> I'm back here and I'm here for yeah. it. Like, you are so easy to chat to. It's, you're good at what you do. Thank you. And I love that this is the finale. And the reason I kept this as the finale is because I want to I want to test this and trial this and see if it works for season three because this yeah. is enjoyable for me. Like just actually just getting to chat and talk about things. And so does that mean I'll be back for season three? You're gonna be on every season. You <laughs> might please, even go host. Please vote for me. <laughs> your Can you say that again. Please vote for Elena Papas. Dial one zero three five. Um, so part of this episode, mm. we wanted to be playful. And right. so we have decided to play a game. Okay. Many of you know it. Would you rather? Don't we need sun- sunnies though? Yes. We need sunnies. 100%. For this, Where are they? Okay. So <laughs> I, I don't know. These we will, We'll see how we do. Okay. So. <sighs> Should I be nervous? <laughs> Crickets. Okay. This is funny. Would you rather have bad breath? Or smelly feet. <laughs> for how like a day or forever? For your lifetime. Smelly feet. Smelly feet. Like, I don't want to be like talking to people. My poor son's going to be like, hell no, mom. <laughs> my husband. Yeah, you no, can't smelly kiss feet. Because I can like, put true. socks on and stuff. Right? You can't, you can't help me here. Yeah, I can't and, help you. I mean, it's interesting. But like, you're going to be smelling both ways. Like, yeah, but I think, I think feet, spend- like... It's it's doable. I can go to the beach, keep my feet in the water a lot. Yeah. And you? Same. Okay. I would like bad breath is 
hect- it's, it's a hectic, hectic one. It's a hectic <laughs> one. And yeah. Icons. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see what we have here. <laughs> this is a good one. Would you rather sneeze every time you said hi or have the urge to pee every time someone asks you a question? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to say the end bit again. I guess. <laughs> okay, what? So sneeze every time someone's every time I say ha. So every time you say, would you rather sneeze every time you say hi? Yeah. Or have the urge to pee every time someone asks you a question? I think I'm laughing because this happened already. I think I think I would. You know, I always get technical with my answers, but probably say I'd rather sneeze every time I say hi. Because you don't say hi that often. Because I can change it. I can be like, ciao, and then I won't sneeze, right? She's so smart, guys. Or does this go for anything in the hello realm? I think it's a weird would you rather, because now you're opening my mind to it. (laughs) But yeah. But if everyone asks me a question and I need a wee, I'm screwed. Because I'm going to be asked a lot of questions. (laughs) And I'll wee a lot. But then you'll just sneeze every time someone hugs you or says hello to you. That's okay. That's fine, because I'll be like... (laughs) Yeah, you'll, oh, you'll have it a delicate... No, mine are shocking loud, like very loud. Too. But Me it's too. fine. It's like a nice release. Yeah. But I'll only sneeze in front of people I'm comfortable with. Otherwise, I go, hold it in. <laughs> do you know those ones? Where you're I like, can't do that. It just explodes. <laughs> it's not coming out of your nose. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. No. Okay. A. I mean, you can deal with me saying snot. You have a baby. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Okay. Would you rather accidentally like an old photo of your ex on Instagram? Oh, God. Or accidentally send a naughty text to a relative? (gasps) This is so bad. Who's the relative? Like, is it a cool aunt or is it like my dad? Your parents. How naughty is it? I just want to know because the first one is like, I just, why am I even on my ex's profile? That's like a terrible one. So I think B... But it, like, it wouldn't be that naughty, hey? It would just be like... I mean, a naughty photo is a naughty... A naughty a photo, text. Sorry, a naughty text is a naughty... I mean, you would could it, get around it, right? Like if you sent I'll, a naughty yeah, text... I could definitely... I could be like, sorry, Saf was using my phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a naughty texter, guys. You know what I mean? But I feel like liking your ex's picture, it's your profile. It's, it's quite it's obvious. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, would you rather have to hunt for everything you eat or only eat McDonald's for every meal? Hunt, because I don't eat meat, so I'll just, like, pick leaves and shit. <laughs> I mean, that's not hunting. That's I mean, grazing, but yes. I'll just yeah. graze. I don't want to eat McDonald's or eat animals, so I'll just... That's true. I'd go live in Greece and, like, start my own vegetable garden. Oh, that sounds like a dream. Yeah, like, grow my own tomatoes. I'd, I know it's not hunting, but it's essentially yeah. living off the land, right? That's... That's true. Okay, I, I think I would do I the same. I could fish. Can I fish? I'm a pescatarian. That's hunting. Yeah, that's hunting. And I would do like single sustainable fishing. So just with my fishing rod, I wouldn't be yeah. like fishing in bulk. Can you teach me how to do that? Yes, I, I grew up, my family, like we love fishing. Really? Yes. I don't know. I have a thing for fish smell. Like I, I don't know. Really? Yeah, and blood. Like the minute I see blood, I can't. Just can't. Okay, you're just going to have to do option B and have McDonald's. No, I think I wouldn't choose McDonald's and I, I'm going to steal your answer. Okay. okay. I'm going to graze. Okay. I'm going to go pick good. blueberries and hope that it's not a poisonous That's one. fine. <laughs> At least we're not, being, we're not harming animals. This is true. Okay. Okay. 
Would you rather have a driver to take you everywhere or a private chef to make all your meals? A private chef. Mm. Because once again, going to being a pescatarian can get quite limiting at times. And especially with a, a baby, yeah. I don't cook and I'm not as creative as I used to be. I used to make like the most amazing like sweet potato with like chickpeas and spinach and tahini. And I don't have time for that now. So I'd love to have someone like cook me amazing like when did you become a pescatarian? When did you stop eating meat? Cheese, like six years ago. Has it changed your life? Yes. In what way? So much more energy. My skin was better. I I just love it. I, I, to be honest, I was never the biggest meat, meat fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I do still eat fish because I you know I do want to get that extra protein. I mean, you don't necessarily have to, but I do. I love sushi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just. I don't, it's the weird thing is I don't miss it. I don't we miss chicken. We should go for sushi together. Yeah, we should. I love these glasses. See, like, see that's the, the answer. If I had the chef, he would make us sushi. Oh, cool. I like driving. I, I'm happy to drive myself around. Okay, so you drive me and then we have a private chef at your house. Perfect. Done. 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 <laughs> would you rather go back in time to meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great-grandchildren? Future. You? Future. Future's I don't know. The cool. past is like the past. Let's leave and the we past know, in the yeah, past. Yeah, we know. I want to see you in the future what's going to happen and what things will look like. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Wow. I would... I'll tell you mine so you can't see Okay, what's yours? <laughs> so I kind of like... It comes from teleportation, but... Hi. Are you waving at us? <laughs> it comes from teleportation, but this idea, I, I, I stole it from someone else, disclaimer. Um, but the ability to look at something and then to have it in reality. So, you know, wow. when you see like a nice jacket that you really want and then you look at it and the next thing it like just pops oh, that's up next cool. to you. That would be or, amazing. Or like this beautiful AI house on the mountains. That's that you a good look one. At and then it just manifests into a real life that, That's thing. a very cool one. That would be my superpower. That would be good. Mine would be, it sounds so lame and cliche, but like I've always wanted to fly. I wish I could fly. Um, like I just want to fl- that. And then also, um, you know, Matilda, the movie Matilda, yes. to just be like, like bring a glass of water to me or like that's cool be able that's to the lazy part of you that's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like just change. Water, it. come. Yeah. I love that. that. that And we will do one more. And then I want to ask you one or two. Yes. Yeah. Would you rather have spaghetti for hair? I don't know if I like this one, but we're going to do it. Two more then. Okay. Would you rather have spaghetti for hair or sweat mayonnaise? Spaghetti for hair is pretty cool. But then it's like cooked spaghetti for hair. But it'll be al dente. It'll be like... <laughs> it'll be a little bit hard still. <laughs> and then what if someone eats it? What if Ethan's eat Ethan's? Well, sweet mayonnaise. What's the other one? Sweet mayonnaise. No. That's disgusting. No, they, that's a shocker. Definitely it spaghetti is, hair. I agree. That is a shocker. Okay. Um, would you rather... Okay, I, know, I know what your answer is going to be. Yeah. Okay. So... Would you rather live forever with an eyelash in your eye or spinach in your teeth? Spinach in your teeth. Definitely. I hate something in my eye. There's yeah, nothing it's, it's, worse. It's There's like, nothing worse. Spinach in my teeth is fine. <laughs> I can imagine that. Can we just put a piece of spinach that's, in oh, there? That's fine. Okay, <laughs> for you. Okay. Okay, let me think. There was two I saw on Instagram the other day. The one was, would you rather listen? Okay, so you have one song 
on repeat in your head for the rest of your life. It's like the only music you will ever hear, mm, and it's one song. Sad. Yeah. Or never hear music again. And the song that you're going to hear on repeat is like, um, Atna Gunnan style. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. Or no music ever again. Gangnam style is like <clears throat> no. If it's Gangnam style and not like a classic, <laughs> classical like I don't know. No music. No music. Okay, it's a hard one. It is a hard one. Hey, okay, so then maybe I won't choose the song. It would be a song of your choice. If it is a song of my choice and it's like a really beautiful song, sure. But after like two years, yeah. you, you know, what I mean? <laughs> I'll know every lyric to the song. Probably learn every like nuance. Um, I think I'd still go. But it's sad to not ever hear music again. It's so sad. Right? I music know, that's, is that's, everything to me. I know. It's a hard one. But you chose well. Well done. I have another one. Yeah. Would you rather be 10 years old mm-hmm. again with all the knowledge you have now, mm-hmm. but not a cent to your name, but you know everything you know now and you're 10, or you're 50, no, 60, okay. with 50 million dollars in your bank account obviously 10 so you'd start your whole life again i would start my whole life again and you know what's funny it's so weird we are so synchronizing today but i literally was driving the other day and i was like what imagine me in my 20s so i didn't go as far back as 10 but knowing exactly what i know now Mm. in my 20s i like this joy came over me because it's like I would have done so Yeah, but so 20 much. is just like 10. You're like a 10. You just have, you, there's a, you have to still go through hormones, heartbreak, like people teasing you. There's what a, would you do? I mean, I'd probably do the same because I wouldn't want to wish my life away. But like I didn't really enjoy school. I hated school. I hated, I hated school. school. I Why are we so similar? I hated school. I, hated school. I didn't school. enjoy it. I don't want to go through that again. So I, I think that's a really hard one. That is a hard one. Would you rather be a high school teacher or a clown? I know the answer. <laughs> what? <laughs> a, a high school teacher, definitely. High school teacher yeah. over a clown? Oh, I don't want to be a clown. I'll be a high school <laughs> teacher and teach hot boys maths. <laughs> the secrets are coming out, guys. Kidding. So tell my husband. He's definitely going to watch this. He's definitely going to watch this. Should we give him a quick shout out? Yeah, let's do it. You go. Oh, I thought we were going to phone him. Love you, oh, we love should you, call him. No shame, he's with Ethan. He'll be like, what? I don't have his number. I'll send it to you. <laughs> would you rather be a clown? Wait, can we go back there? Yeah, I would rather be a clown. Because why? I, like we said, I hated school. So why would I sit in a classroom trying to teach people the things I did not want to sit in a classroom for? I just didn't, I, it's not even the learning that I didn't like. I just didn't like my peers. I had like a lot of Bullying. bitchiness and... Yeah. yeah, and I just, I'd probably just teach a cool subject though. Art. Maybe like PE. I hated PE, but art. <laughs> art, yeah. If you were my art teacher, I'd, that would be cool. If you, would you rather be a really, I'm making this up on the spot. Yes. A go really for it. good math teacher, like really, really good, or be um, a mad scientist? <laughs> <laughs> or be. A phenomenal artist. Phenomenal artist. Okay. I love art. I think okay. art is, art's my thing for okay. sure. Yeah, I, would, I think I'd do the same. Although I'd love to be good at maths just because I sucked at it. So I'd love to know what it's like to look at numbers and just solve them. Eight plus five. What? <laughs> Thirteen. Is it right? You counted on your fingers. 
I don't even think my answer's right though. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13, yeah. Okay, seven times three. 21. Two one. <laughs> I love the timetables. Um, nine plus five. No, don't plus. Please do times. <laughs> no plus, I can't do. You can do times tables up to 12. Do you know the funniest, the funniest thing for Miss South, with Miss South Africa? I'm so glad this video is not on the internet. Um... They were, like, interviewing us, but back then it wasn't, like, there were no, luckily my year didn't have video cameras so that they weren't following us around or anything like that. But I was so nervous because this was the first time in front of a camera, blah, blah, blah. And she asked me to spell a word for their little <laughs> Facebook page or whatever. I... Shame. I couldn't. Because, you know, what I was the word? That's I, I also can't remember the word because I was just like, I was shocked. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. Can you so. spell spaghetti? S-P-A-G-E-T-T-I. No, you've got the H. Oh, Lord. Oh, wait, this <laughs> Lil Wayne says, um, move in silence like lasagna. Yeah, that's what, bolognese is also a hard one to say. I'm Italian, though, so I do. Like, it's, it's a little bit unfair that you I'm have one. This, Okay, so. one last one and yes, then. yes. <clears throat> Would you rather always have to hop on one foot or always have to squat? Oh, squats. Can you think, imagine how my glutes would look? Squat. <laughs> Big butts and a can. Yeah, squat. True. Although okay. you'd have nice calves if you were hopping. I don't know if I want big calves. Yeah, but like toned. But yeah. Yeah. Either way. Nice. Okay. I want to do just one more, just for fun. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to our listeners' question. Listeners, like I'm cool. on radio. Would you rather... Would you rather your only mode of transportation... No, I asked you this earlier. I'm not going to ask it to you again. Would you rather listen to an annoying laugh for a whole day or get tickled all day? I'd listen to an annoying laugh. I hate being tickled. I also hate being tickled. I hate being tickled. And I hate that I do that to Ethan to make him laugh because it's horrible. I tickle him because I just want to hear his laughter. And I'm like, I'm so, I'm so evil right now. Because it's so cute. But he's probably like... I can know he hates it. Aww. He's hating it, but, but it's so, so cute. cute. It's so cute. We're going to insert a video of Ethan Yeah, no, it's yeah. so cute. Aww. But, like, I used to hate when I had relatives that tried to tickle me or kissed, like, kissed my cheek. Right? I don't know. My dad used to do this thing where we would lie down. <laughs> like, we were just, like, hanging out, watching TV or whatever. And then he would start from the bottom and be like, Jorge coming up. And but then he would just, like, annoying. because it would build up the anticipation. And then when he starts tickling you, you're in. Stitches and you can't. But it's agony, right? It's agony. I know. It's agony. I'm so ticklish. Uh, me too. It's so horrible. like, <laughs> so I'm gonna tickle you. Me. Can like softly tickle me during the podcast? No, I was gonna tickle you oh, so no. you could laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for Ethan. <laughs> this one's for Ethan. Um, okay, so we had some questions on Instagram because we asked some people to ask some questions. So I'm just gonna go in it into it. So someone asked, um, what are three things that changed your life, like your daily routine, health, maintaining a balanced lifestyle? So three things that changed my life? Yes. Um, Oh, so you mean like not necessarily events, but like... Yeah, like your daily routine, your health, like what... So three things that changed my life, (laughs) my surgery for endo, Mm. body... Mm-hmm. Or just exercise in general, and three would be becoming a mom. So they're so so cliche, but like those are three yeah. things that changed my life. And you? That's amazing. Um, I think for me, dealing with my anxiety, so like getting into yoga, meditating, because I've found a tool 
to not cripple me in my daily life. Squirrels. And then I think another thing that changed my life. Oh, it's actually a tough question. It is. Um, I think definitely routine is something that is important. I think being able to, because it's hard, right? To be able to exercise, Very eat hard. healthy, then have a business, then yes. doing the, like you, then running around, and even with a child's even more. And I think that's always been one of my struggles is finding that balance. And I think for a lot of people too. You asked me what changed my life. Um, it is a hard one. It's so hard. Undeniably you? Undeniably you, for sure. Hmm. Definitely. And also starting my new business. Yeah. So there we go. That's <clears throat> when uh, being, being on a boat in Greece changed my life, and I'll tell you why. Oh, wow. I, um, I took a couple of months last year to travel, um, and I was... I, I went to see friends and I was on their boat for like two weeks. And it's not as glamorous as it sounds like it, you know. And um, we, I was sitting on the boat and I was just like, you know, there's not a lot of, you're not connected to your phone. You're yeah. in nature. It's really beautiful. And I just thought to myself, this was last year, like June, July, exactly a year ago. Wow. And I thought to myself, why am I in a job where I wake up at like 6 a.m. and go to bed at 2 a.m.? I'm working for someone else. I'm making them richer. And I started just asking myself every day, what would I do to that would make me happy? And the conversations I was having with my therapist is sharing the authentic voice. So the one thing was, I got to start my podcast. Wow. And the oh, second amazing. thing was the, I want to take over my mom's business. But I didn't know how that would all stitch together, stitch together, play on words there. Mm. Um, and I decided to, to speak to her about it. And we are creating an upcycled luxury fashion brand. I mean, that's amazing. And I've been to India. We got the clothes made. We're oh. only doing 14 pieces for the first uh, launch. And they're all exclusive. You'll never get oh, wow. that material again because all the fabrics have been upcycled. And yeah, one of a kind pieces. Amazing. And I'm half Canadian. Well, I'm not Canadian. I didn't, never grew up in Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> but my mom's from Canada. And so I'm going to Canada and, I'm, and that's where I'll do the first launch. That's um, exciting. Yeah. So that kind of, kind of changed of my you. life. That you. is a big one. That's a big so one. So yeah, a lot has changed for me in a year. And I, sure. I also think it's turning 30. Like being in your 30s. You, like Best. you said earlier, you don't care so much about what people think. Oh my gosh, I couldn't. Like the things that I used to be so sensitive about or care about are just so irrelevant now. Yeah, so we so made a reel at TikTok, which we failed at, but we'll still post it. And it's yeah, better pizza, better yeah. cars, oh, no, better money. <laughs> No, the first, so before pizza, you started... Better ingredients. Better pizza. Better bitches, better money, better, better clothes, better car. We're just doing better in our 30s. So, yeah. Thriving. Okay. Thriving. Very flirty and thriving. Um, okay. So, back to the questions. Um, I think what a lot of girls... I think where this question's coming from is a lot of girls want to know... You know, people are scared to do their passions and to do what they love. And I think the question here is... Like, what motivates you, inspires you, and pushes you to do those things? Definitely being passionate about what you're doing. So, like you said, when you were on that boat in Greece, when you said, what is going to make you happy? And I think that finding – and it's so hard because, I mean, not everyone's going to be able to do what makes them happy. 
but just channeling something that makes you happy and waking up every day and being happy about it and being excited about it and wanting to do it, that's a huge thing. And I think mm. even if, you know, even if you have to stick to your corporate job for a while, just... Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> even if you have to stick to your corporate job for a while, just even if you're spending 3% of your day an hour a day just investing into doing something you love or growing something you love. Don't feel like it's something stupid or something too small. Mm-hmm. Start. Just start because it's all, it's going to evolve into something, especially if you keep pushing. If you keep doing a little bit every day, it will grow into something, especially if you're passionate about it. Totally. I completely agree with you. And I think when you're stuck in that nine to five, you're so worried about when your next income is going to come. And you're also so tired. Like I think people get so exhausted from sitting in front of a computer all day exactly. and you don't have the time or energy to start pursuing something creative. So I think the combination of looking after your body, mind, your and health. then just really sitting with that question of like, what is it that I want? And then action. It's all in the action. That's what I was going to say. And that leads me to the a quote that I wanted to read to you because, you know, anyone can kind of start a fitness business or well, not anyone. I mean, you've got to know what you're doing. Anyone can become good at what they want to do, get the knowledge to do it and start it. But, you know, and I mean this in like a very humble way, but like I didn't just, you know, wake up fit and, you know, toned. It's such a hard journey and it's something that you have to do every single day and you have to, whatever your craft is, whether it's, you know, being a fitness instructor or whatever it is, you have to work every single day. So I think a lot of people make excuses and that's their biggest downfall. You need to just stop making excuses, stop taking away someone's credibility. So for example, one of the things that I hate the most is when someone will say to me, you know, you have the the fastest metabolism. You have the best genetics. You're so lucky. Because they're making an excuse. No, I don't. Like this is, and I actually want to read if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. That I wanted to tell you because this is so true. And this basically applies to, you know, someone who works really hard at their fitness. Where is this quote? One second. Yeah, it says, a well-built physique is a status symbol that reflects your hard work. Money cannot buy it, nor can you inherit it. You cannot steal it. You cannot borrow it. You cannot hold on to it. Hold on to it without constant work. It shows dedication. It shows discipline. It shows self-respect. It shows dignity. It shows patience, work ethic, and passion. Being fit is far from more than just looks. That's and it's so true. And it's something that so many people, oh, you just bounced back after having Ethan. No, I didn't. I worked so flippin' hard. Like I wish someone could have been a fly on the wall to see how well I was eating, how hard I was training, how much I struggled, how weak I felt and how long it took me to build my strength. Mm-hmm. It's something that like this, the quote says, you can't borrow, you can't buy, you can't just maintain. You have yeah. to work every single day. So when you find that passion and something you love enough, you have to be willing to do that. Even on the days you don't feel like it or you feel like making an excuse, there is time. There's always time. I cannot agree with that more. And I think that's super inspiring for a lot of people listening because you kind of get out of your head and go, because your biggest competitor is yourself. Totally. Your biggest person to deal with is yourself every time you look into the mirror. So yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) And then the second question is, how do you effectively reset or regain momentum during mentally challenging moments and I think this question can also go how do you reset or re um, regain momentum after you lose 
you know, like you don't want to exercise and the excuses start coming up. So it could be. I mean, yeah. that's so true. We are always, we all only human. And I'm kind of going through a little bit of that right now in terms of, cre- I'm in a bit of a creative rut. So I'm struggling to create content. Um, it's cold. It's winter. I'm struggling a little bit to train, but you've just got to, I just, I know it's a phase. I know it's something that I've got to get through. I don't have something specific that I do. So to answer that question, I can't say that I go and I meditate every day. I mean, my only release would be working out every day, mm-hmm. finding the time to do that. And I would, that's really mostly what it is for me. And just sitting myself down, having a talk to myself, reminding myself why I'm here, where I started. And I think my, one of my biggest motivating factors is my members. I can't let all these people down just because I'm going through a creative rut. Like they're relying on me for their workouts. You know, mm-hmm. they're they showing up for me. I've got to show up for them. I love that. And also because we've come to the end, is there any questions you had for me? Hmm. I think you asked the one about the... The, the single? Business. Yes. I do have a question for you. Where do you see this going? What is your like ultimate goal for this podcast? That's such a great question. So when I started, my intention was um, to step into my authentic voice, which is happening. I think it's to create a brand for myself, but to stay authentic to it. Also, I wrote this down last night, which is so interesting that you you um, asking it. I have learned so much through this process. And I think I've learned like through out my life I did you know school university and then I traveled for a bit but then I went and did my postgrad and what I've learned when in my postgrad is to be a sponge and to get information mm-hmm. and when we're living in this world that we are where it's just Instagram and you're constantly scrolling and what I find that this podcast has done it's educating me Amazing. it's giving me knowledge and you have to keep learning constantly in order to evolve, you need to keep recreating yourself. Um, and you can't always be sitting in a class or like going to school or, you know, sometimes you're not enjoying YouTube videos. But for me, yeah. conversation is information and it's totally. knowledge. And that you learn so much from people. Totally. And so I hope to continue just telling stories and inspiring people through those stories. I think you will. I mean, I find your podcast incredibly inspiring. Just being here and being a guest, sometimes I find... I'm actually inspiring myself. Like I'll go and be so motivated after this and listening to some of the other guests you've had have motivated me. I've learned from them. Mm -hmm. So I think that you are doing exactly what you want to be doing. That's such a great affirmation. And I hope that, that, I mean, I see it coming across because people, you know, even just listening to the quotes or listening back to it, I take inspiration from that myself as you do. And it's, it's just, it's changing my life. It's really, really is. I'm proud of you. And on that note, I just wanted to also thank you. I know you're super busy, you know, <laughs> being a mom and like coming out here, just chatting to me. This is our six month catch up, guys. Literally. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm I'm always in awe of you. And I'm Aww. and this was such a fun episode to do with you again. It was so fun. Thank just you. Just so everyone knows, Elena's back for season three. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to think hard on what we're gonna do. Oh no, we we've got it. We've got it. Oh yes. Yeah. I'll do a workout. We could do a workout. We'll yeah, a workout. yeah. And cook a meal. Cook a meal. Yeah. We'll keep you posted. That we've hunted. That we've gathered and hunted <laughs> on our own with a private chef. That Ellen has gone into the waters and taken a fish out. Literally with our stinky feet and all. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. And on that note, 
I want to blow a kiss to the camera and thank you so Bye, much. Guys. Thank you so much. This season, we are changing it up. We are shooting at the iconic Bengali Place and Villa Ravenstein. These amazing locations are managed by Mikasa Property Management. Mikasa Property Management is a luxury holiday rental management company based in Camps Bay, Cape Town. They give homeowners and landlords in Cape Town freedom by taking all aspects of management off their hands while maximizing their rental property income. 